the girl. Hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. And here we go. Line brawl to start this game. Jeremy Lablotsky and John Morassi teeing off on one another. Toporowski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, he said Toporowski, this is the guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Let's call it like it is. Toporowski's a boon. Getting closer, he reaches in a right right back. He's not Scott Ripson. He's just fought. Stu Grimson. Oh my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Stu Grimson. He- this is one of the best hockey fights we have seen in a long time. Dana Bush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. He absolutely decked him tight with a wild right. The sheer stagger by a big left hand by Wayne Bielak. Chris Nyland on a penalty shot. Score! Blue guard down the wing. Blue guard pulls away. Score! Number 47 from Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode 14 of the Five for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host. Tonight, we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, I got the uh, the place to myself. The fiance is out for work, so it's just me and the lovely mascot Ranger. Good mascot sleeping his ass off over there. But, uh, you know, we're going to sit here and do a live episode. I figured I'd do it. Um, I got nothing else going on, like I said, and we'll cover a few topics here. I um, Fortunately, I haven't had any guests lately. The guests have been running um, a little bit short, and life has gotten in the way uh, recently. My uh, my sister just had a baby, so I became an uncle for the first time. Um, well, biologically, I guess I became an uncle with my fiance's um, nephews that she had. But uh, so I had to reschedule some stuff. I was supposed to have Luke Phillips on tonight, but uh, things popped up on my end first, so we had to reschedule. And things popped up on his end. So just the way shit goes, unfortunately. Um, but I got do have a couple other guests lined up for this week, so um, hopefully I can get those out soon. But we'll be covering some topics, and um, you know, hopefully we can get some feedback from you guys, maybe get some, um, I don't know, topics from you. If anybody wants to say some shit, doesn't matter to me. Um, but I guess we'll start it off here. Um, so I'm recording, let me see, I'm just double check my stuff here. Cause like I said, never done this before. Yep. We're good on that line. So this will be out tomorrow, but as you guys are listening, so it'll be out right now. But <clears throat> so one of the first topics we'll cover, um, big controversy going on in the hockey world this week. Uh, or I should say this week. Um, been going on for a while, uh, but Dan Carcillo and kind of what are my thoughts on Dan Carcillo? So my overall message to him, or excuse me, not my overall, his overall message uh, to me is is great. Um, but the way he goes about it, I do not like. Um, what's my craziest Pat Cote story? Well, unfortunately, I never saw I never saw him live. Um, but you know, fuck it, I'll come back to that. Um, <clears throat> But no, on Dan Carcillo, so uh, my thoughts on him, his message that he's trying to get across is great, but the way he goes about it, kind of attacking other players, and I think a lot of the uh, the tough guys who have kind of done it and kind of seen his shit are kind of getting fed up with it. I know Mike Segroy went off the other night, uh, Morasti went off on him a little bit, and the same same thing, and he even uh, tweeted that Kelly Chase and stuff like that, so... His message is good. I do believe that the league should be responsible for the players and they should be held accountable for the players' health as they're the ones who are making the league money. But at the same time, 
the way he kind of goes about it, attacking it, and the way he played the game and did everything like that, and now he wants to come over and kind of ridicule the league for being the way it is. And as far as the hazing stuff goes, um, so my thoughts changed a little bit on hazing throughout you know, my life a little bit because uh, being in the military, uh, hazing is a thing. It absolutely is. And the way I look at it, there is definitely good hazing and there's bad hazing. And what I mean by that, as far as good hazing, uh, you know, it's that stuff, you know, um, I'm trying to think of how I could use this for the military because obviously I would, I would, I would have no credibility as a uh, junior hockey player, but in the military, so, like good hazing would be just like, I don't know, uh, you fucked up, so do 10 push-ups, shit like that. You know, you, you can't even do that in the military anymore. Something like that. And then there's bad hazing. Um, I've experienced bad hazing. Um, my buddies have. We all have. Uh, in the hockey world, I, I think that, that that being brought up is good because it should be it should be brought aware that there is, like, really fucking crazy hazing out there. And um, so shit like the – what is it? Where, where players are forced to go into the bathroom and – fucking stay there for the duration of the ride or, you know, throw a bunch of change on the ground and they're all butt-ass naked. Got to pick it up. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, so th- that's, that's good that it's being brought aware. But again, I, th- I just think the overall way he goes about it is, is kind of fucked. So, you know, I, I, the Carcilla's overall message is it's good, but the way he goes about it, I can't fucking stand it personally. So, I don't know how anybody else feels about it. You might, you know, some people like Carcillo that he's doing this and that, you know, he's shining light on everything. But at the same time, I personally don't like it. Um, I'm not going to cover too much on it because every other fucking podcast and their mother has done it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, you know, I want, I'm not going to, not going to harp on the Dan Carcillo topic too much, but the next one I will. And that's the, the whole a couple a couple nights ago, it was Buffalo and the Maple Leafs, and they were playing each other. And they were advertising during the second. Or it was, it was excuse me, no, it was in between each period, uh, the first and second intermission, and maybe even the or maybe at the end of the game. Um, but it was a Rob Ray and Ty Domi uh, like feature, like the saga between the guys um, and showing all their fights and everything leading up to it. And which is good that they're, you know, shining light on those guys because absolutely they should be appreciated for what they did. But I think it's really fucking greasy of the NHL to sit there and uh, what's it called? Like, I guess market that game, market that style of play. But yet their product isn't like that. And the, and the entire game turned its back on those players. And what about what I mean by that is so you have a player like Ray or Domi, they wouldn't even last a second in today's NHL and not not in the sense that the game is so fast. Obviously, like if he threw fucking Eddie Shore in today's NHL, he's not going to be able to keep up, obviously, like fuck. Um, what I mean by that is in the sense that, it you know, they wouldn't be allowed to do what they did for so long. And so you have the the league trying to market off these guys. Excuse me. You have the league trying to market off these guys, yet they want to sit there and turn their back on those players and make that kind of like the dark days of hockey. And it's funny seeing all the fans, oh, this was so awesome, blah, blah, blah. And they're the same guys who were just screaming at Kucherov to get a suspension the other night. Um, I forget who the hit was on, whatever hip check it was. But I, I just think it's ridiculous that the NHL has the audacity to sit there and market these players for their profit. And you see it every single game. You see it every game with 
whether it be Fight Night at the Joe with the Red Wings and the Avalanche or Battle of Alberta, the Le- or, excuse me, not the Leafs, um, the Flames versus the Oilers. And you see it every, every time that there's a supposedly rivalry game, what do they market? They market all the fights. They market all the hits. And then their product is nothing like that. So it's just another way at the NHL to sit there and market these guys and make a profit off of them, yet they don't they don't allow that play today, which is it's fucking greasy. Um, why they do it, I mean, I understand why they do it as a money aspect, but if you're going to sit there and market off these guys, turn your back on them, and not give the players the proper treatment after playing, and that's, that's again, that's, that's the part where I agree with with Dan Carcillo, but at the same time, if you're not going to give them the proper treatment, then um, why market it? You know, you're going to sit there, and it's, it's, it's hypocritical. The product is nothing like that. Now, you throw any hit. Oh, just just the other night with the Bortuzzo hip, or not, uh, hip check, the uh, cross check. Um, fuck, it was the same exact thing. He got suspended, what, four games for that? And he, you know, <laughs> I mean, I think cross check maybe looked a little bit bad, but that was that was the same era. That was the same, you know, that, that play would have been good in the era of uh, Ray and Domi. So we'll market it to make money, but we won't allow it. You know, it's it's. It's really controvert or not? Uh, excuse me, contradicts itself, and you know I think that's just fucking greasy. Um, and they, like I said, they do it every time. You know, you see the Avalanche and Red Wings. It's always fight night at the Jones, and you look at the game and you might hear the boards rattle all the fucking three times. It's just it's ridiculous, man. So why they why they do it? I get it, but at the same time, you're not going to take care of these players, nor are you going to let these players actually play how they're supposed to, or play the way they did back then. I should say but make a profit, it's pretty fucked up. Um, and the best way to look at it, because I, I know some people, it, it's with the whole concussion thing and everything like that, it's a bit weird. And the best way I can relate it, and again, you know, all I kind of know is military-related shit, so that's kind of just the way I look at it. But the best way to kind of look at it, to me, is with the concussions and everything like that with these fighters, a lot of them knew what they were getting into, but when you have the oddball like Carcillo who tries to do it, I compare it to the military to where I signed a contract. I knew what I was getting myself into. I'd go out and do whatever. Now I never went to combat, so don't, I'm not a combat vet or anything like that, but you know, the potential was there. Um, same concept. So let's say I go out and my job, my job, I was a truck driver. Let's say my truck gets hit by an IED and something happens, lose a leg, lose an arm. Now I expect the government to make, or excuse me, take care of me after that. But I'm not going to sit there and sue the government. It's kind of like what Costello is doing. You know, he he decided to play the NHL. He decided to play the style that he did. And he decided to play on the edge. And he's paying the price for it now, which absolutely the NHL should take care of him. But he can't sit there and blame the NHL. You know, it's just in that aspect, I fucking I think it's ridiculous. Um, So I, I'm sorry if I relate everything to the fucking military. That's just, it's just, like I said, it's what I know is the first thing I did when I turned 18. Um, so <laughs> my apologies, but, um, going on with the hockey world, you know, I'm not going to touch on Don Cherry too, too much. Um, cause that's already been covered by everybody and their fucking brother. But, uh, let's see one sec here. Oh, just seeing what's going on in the feed here. But, um, I think with Don Cherry, the only thing I was disappointed about with the whole Don Cherry thing. And, you know, it's one thing if he gets fired, he was going to get canned eventually. It is what it is. Um, but it's just another piece of history gone as far as hockey fights go. And, you know, it's getting less and less every year with all the, with, with these sites going down. Hell, this year was probably the worst year for hockey fight fans 
ever. <laughs> um, you had fried chicken hockey fights go down, and that forum had endless information. You had drop your gloves go down, and drop your gloves was probably the best hockey fight website that there was out there. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you really missed out. You might be able to get a couple pages off of it from the, uh, it's a website called Wayback Machine. You type in the URL, excuse me, that you're trying to find, and you go back in and try to find it. Uh, so let's say dropyourgloves.com, whatever you click, you copy the link. The link will be broken because it won't be there. You go to the Wayback Machine and pull up, but pull it up. I mean, guys fight cards everywhere. Just, it'd be their juniors, AHL, and then it'd show next to it who won. Was it a knockout? Was it toe to toe? Um, and if there was blood in the fight, it'd be like, you know, a little blood splatter next to it. And then if there was a lot of blood, it'd be like three next to it. So it was the fucking, it was great. It really was. Um, but that site just ended abruptly. The owner of it kind of just took it down. I don't know if he stopped, just stopped giving a shit about it and said, fuck it. Or, uh, I didn't want to do it, but I know there was a lot of guys out there who wanted to keep it going. And, you know, if you listen to fourth line voice, you'll know he covered this, but so that went down. So fried chicken hockey fights is down. Drop your gloves is down. And then recently hockeyfights.com decided to take down their forum section, which was, a, I think a huge fucking mistake, but their forum section is down. And if, if people in here were active on the, um, hockey fight forums, I wasn't terribly big into it, but that being said, there was a shit ton of information on there. Uh, it goes back to, Oh, fuck, I think it goes all it went all the way back to like ninety eight or ninety nine was how far the forms go back. And they literally just decided they they put the site down for upgrades one day and you pull up hockeyfights.com again and you go to click the forms tab and it says, Oh, sorry, we removed all the forms. And without warning, they didn't warn anybody. Um and I kinda <laughs> kinda leaned into a little bit on Twitter. I was like, you know, that's pretty fucked. You're gonna sit there and do that and it wasn't, it's not like they were posting. It was fight fans. It was the fans that posted. And that was the same thing with drop your gloves. Why people or a lot of people were frustrated with that. That was all user driven guys would put in time. They'd go to libraries, look up, um, you know, game sheets, look at like to see when, when a fight happened, what penalties were assessed, stuff like that. And it was the same thing with hockeyfights.com. A lot of trades, lots of, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, like fight collecting or excuse me, fight tape collecting and stuff like that. And now it's gone. So, and then you had all the users that sat there and put their time and information and everything into that, whether it was tapes or talking about, you know, the tough guy magazine, stuff like that. I mean, there was endless in there, but that's gone now. And so that was kind of what I was most disappointed about when Don Cherry left. And then, you know, I sorry, I got a kind of got on a rant here. I started off with Don Cherry and ended up going into fight websites, but it's leading into it. Um, so the thing with Don Cherry, you know, and him being fired, and it, it is one thing, or excuse me, it's it's a big deal. It's not a big deal, you know, whether he got fired this year or next year or two years. It was going to happen. Um, I'm a, I'm personally, I'm a Don Cherry fan. Uh, you know, I grew up in America, so I didn't grow up watching Hockey Night in Canada, but I'd always make sure to tune into the clips with him. But it, it's just another thing for hockey fight fans that's gone. He was the last, kind of one of the last guys that – um you know, promoted the the tough hockey, the the accountability in the game, and all of it's gone now. So, excuse me. So it's all gone, and he was one kind of one of the last to advocate for it. But he he got fired, and now he's doing his own podcast. It's actually pretty funny. He was just talking about Terry O'Reilly the other day on it, and there's a uh, there's a bit from it. And if you go listen to it, it's pretty fucking brutal. He talks about how. 
O'Reilly had like hit a guy and the guy was pretty much having a seizure on the fucking ice. And <laughs> Cherry looks over at O'Reilly, I guess, because it was when he was coach of the Bruins and he's like, you know, Jesus, you you might have killed him. Like, you know, he'll be all right. And O'Reilly apparently just goes, you know, I don't really care if I fucking killed him. <laughs> like, you know, that was the mentality back then, man. The the old time hockey was fucking crazy. But, you know, it's just another thing gone and it's getting less and less. And it's it's crazy. Hockey fights now are almost they're looked at as like taboo. It's almost taboo to even talk about hockey fights. Um, excuse me, let me get a drink here. And if you have any questions or, you know, comments, whatever, you know, go ahead, comment below. I'm, I'm, I got the little feed up here, so I'm reading it. But, um, yeah, so it's just, it's taboo to almost talk about hockey fights now. And everybody just immediately goes to CTE. And who was, I think it was fourth line voice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was that said, you know, anytime you talk about fights on, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Everybody always has the, like the four standard replies, and it's you like CTE, go watch UFC, OK Boomer, and then the fucking old man yells at clouds thing. It's the fucking standard reply to every single hockey fight, and then you refute them with facts, and then it just fucking no, they're just nostrils with their head in their sand. And it's funny, even tonight, somebody was I, I literally reposted the the Domi um, Probert fight, the rematch. And someone fucking goes in there. Oh, well, do you know how Bob Probert died and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you know why he's not here. I'm like, yeah, he had a heart attack. Um, not saying that CTE isn't important or anything, but, you know, when I have my podcast and then fourth line voice podcast and a William over at the biscuit, you know, we have guys on who are in the role and they'll still advocate for it. And even guys in this group, the very same group, you know, we're, we're in right now, we're post or that, you know, I'm live on, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the players in here, they still advocate for fighting. They still stand up for it, and, you know, they they know what it did. And even players that didn't fight, they'll still stand up for it, and they know what it meant to them. And uh, it was on Spit and Chicklets today. Chris Nyland was – or excuse me, not Chris Nyland. Um, Chris Chelios was talking about Chris Nyland and saying how much easier he made the game for him to uh, – game to play. You know, he gave him room, and if Chelios did get fucked with, Nyland was right there to, you know, be kind of his, his security blanket. And when a great like that is talking about Chris Nyland and giving him nothing but props for it, it's kind of a big deal. But people are kind of just ignorant to it, and they just think if you like fighting, you automatically like CTE, and that's not the case. You know, I, I don't wish that on anybody. Uh, that being said, I think a lot of these guys, especially now, I think a lot of people know what they're signed up for. When they, you know, players still want fighting in the game, it's voted on every year, and they all still want fighting. Um, and they, if they're the ones actually doing it, so my opinion doesn't matter. Nor does Joe Schmoes on Twitter. You know, that's they're the ones fighting. Why? Why does it matter if? Because all the all the research is out there now. That's another thing with Carcillo. He likes to post that. Oh, he doesn't know he's getting a brain injury. Blah blah blah. Really, with all the research out now, we're gonna pretend that we don't know what's going on. But uh, you know, all the players still want it. So I don't see why. You know, I, all of a sudden I like CTE because I like fighting. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's, it's just, like I said, it's like a taboo subject now and hockey fighting and hockey fight, I guess that's not cinema. I guess like memorabilia would be the word for it. Um, it's kind of not the, the novelty. I don't know. Fuck. I'm not good with words. It's, it's, it's why I didn't go to the air force, but, uh, you know, like the, the, all the websites and everything for hockey fights are, they're, they're gone now. And, you know, it's, 
it's like 50-50 split down the middle at this point. Anytime you see a fight clip on Twitter or, well, besides this, you know, beautiful group we have here on Facebook, because uh, most of us are a bunch of fucking degenerates, but, you know, thank you for that. Um, but it's like taboo, and it's 50-50 split down the middle, whether, oh, it should be in the game or it shouldn't be, and it's, ooh, excuse me, um, it's talked about as like, you know, oh, it's hockey's dark days of fighting and this and that, and yeah, fuck right off, man, you know? Uh, it's all the, like, again, like the only argument you need is all the fucking players want it. <laughs> it's really all you need, but you know, they're just, they're ignorant to it. And anybody out there listening, if you haven't watched ice guardians, I definitely recommend you to, cause it's fucking so phenomenally done. And you know, all the players will still vouch for it. And even at the end, you know, even Scott, Scott Parker, who is dealing with like, you know, post concussion stuff today at the very end, ice guardians goes, you know, yeah, I'd fucking do it again. So that's all you need really. But, it's just it's just sad that everything's coming like it's I, I think honestly, well, probably in five years fighting will be gone, ten years hitting will be gone. But it's just sad that, you know, the the hockey fight community, I guess you could say, is just kind of getting left in the wind or left in the dust. And I don't think it's a good thing. And you know what whether fighting stays in the game or not, I don't watch anymore, so it doesn't matter to me if fighting stays in the game or not. I just think that the people who did play that role and did fight. They shouldn't be looked down upon as these goons or idiots or fucking dummies or dusters, whatever you, whatever these people call them. Um, you know, the new age fans call these players all over social media. Uh, you'll even see it on some videos here still. And, you know, we try to moderate it here in the group, but you know, they should be appreciated. They shouldn't be for those. Those players shouldn't be forgotten what the fuck they did for their team and shit. Just even whether it was for their team or just even to make a roster spot. Cause some guys weren't even like that. And they just decided, uh, you know, I might have to fight to get myself known and be out there and hopefully crack a roster spot and make the NHL. They literally just sat there and fucking bled for their team just to either make a spot or just keep a teammate protected. And, you know, they're looked at as idiots or dummies. Well, it's kind of hard to score when you're getting, you know, six minutes of ice time and, uh, you know, I'm not saying everybody's a Lemieux, but, you know, Lemieux's getting like 20-something minutes of ice time, you know, but... So as the people just, you know, I get it. Fighting is going the way of the dinosaur, you know, to you know, come to terms with that or whatever. But at the same time, I feel like it shouldn't be forgotten. And it seems like a lot of people are trying to just completely eliminate it altogether and just forget it ever happened. Like just kind of, you know, crumble it up, throw it in the garbage can and just never, never look in there again. So it's unfortunate that that's, that's how it's going. Um, but yeah, like that's what this podcast is for and fourth line voice and this group, you know, it's best of forces on hockey fights, you know, and we try to appreciate the boys in there. So, you know, that's, there's a reason there's a lot of, I think there's a reason there's a lot of former players in there and they enjoy the group and, you know, it, it's made it worth it without, without this group. I don't even think this fucking podcast would be a thing. Um, so I think it, it's a good thing and people, you know, there is an audience for it. It's not the biggest audience for it because, like I said, hockey fights are going the way of the dinosaur, but people still do enjoy them, and people do enjoy the old tough guy and the enforcers and the gritty fourth line grinders who used to play the game. And it's unfortunate that they're you know getting phased out. Well, pretty, fuck, they're pretty much are phased out. I think that Revo is the last of them, and I think Revo gets a little too much flack. But um, the thing with Reeves is he just he was kind of in the wrong era, so he never got to kind of test his pedigree, unfortunately. But yeah, so it's just, you know, there's no no players like that left, and still, people just still want to shun them and kind of throw them in the closet. But at the same time, I, I think it 
that shouldn't happen. Um, these players should be appreciated. So, you know, that's just kind of my two cents on it. You know, if anybody has any questions or comments in here, um, you know, feel free to post them. And, you know, like you said, ask questions, whatever the case may be. Uh, James, I don't know if you're still on there because I can't see who's watching, but what is my craziest uh, Pat Cote story? Hmm. So I never got to see Cote live, um, you know, because he kind of ran into a little bit of issues, I guess we'll say. Um, ran into some issues, but I have heard some crazy stories about uh, him and the LNH. And we'll just say he uh, got a little amped pregame, uh, a very good pre-workout, we'll say. You know, if you can tell by my eyes there what pre-workout means. Um, I'm not going to say what it is, what it is or what it may not have been. But and literally just goes out and starts a fucking brawl immediately. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the picture that I posted on here a while ago. I think it was on Halloween. Uh, it was literally like one of the fucking scariest lines in hockey I've ever seen. It was uh, the old. Uh, I forget. I'm not sure if I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna butcher this because my French is awful. But the old like Summum Chiefs. Excuse me. Uh, the old Summum Chiefs line, and it was Cote, Rabi, um, Burnett. Bosse, and I think it was Swanson was the other one, I think. But that just that being the starting line was crazy, and I think that every, I, from what I remember people posting on that, maybe Ben Bro is on here still. If you're if you're watching, you might be able to correct me, but I want to say there was a, like, it was either like a brawl started right off the draw, or it was just fucking mayhem, like the entire game. Um, but I couldn't even imagine starting against that line. And there's another picture on um, fucking... I think it's somewhere in the group. You'd have to go back, but it's just Cote on the bench shirtless, and he's just a fucking absolute animal. Um, let's just say Pat Cote hit the the BCAs and the uh, the chicken pretty hard once he got to the LNH, uh, where maybe what he was eating wasn't regulated quite so much. Oh, fuck sake. I can scroll down here a little bit. Jesus Christ. Sugden. There we go. There we go. Thanks, Keith. Um Fuck sake, I couldn't even, I didn't even know I could scroll down here. Jesus Christ, I'm over here talking and I didn't even be able to see this shit. Yeah, fucking amateur hour for me. Sugged and that's who it was. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't Swanson. But yeah, so it was, uh, it was good though. Um, the old LNH, man, that's a fucking, that's a league I love. And I know it gets a lot of flack, but you know, at the same time, it was guys kind of making a, making an honest living there, you know, whether it was fighting or not. But the league actually did have a lot of talent. I'm actually in the process of trying to do an LNH special. Um, I'm trying to get some guests on. Again, that's been crazy. I have the intro made. So, uh, you know, it'll be out there eventually. Uh, like I said, lining up guests has been kind of hard right now. But the LNH special is coming, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. And if you don't know what the LNH is, uh, you fuck, you're going to get lost on the Internet for about four hours, and that's not even probably scratching the surface of it. Uh, just go look up LNH fight clips and you'll be entertained and the league is still kicking today. It's actually the only league I still watch because they kind of still throw some, uh, throw some haymakers here and there. And, you know, they actually still show some emotion and there's still some heavyweights. Fuck Sean McMorrow, uh, NHL guy, AHL. And he's even back in the LNH came out of retirement for the league. And then, um, <clears throat> who else is, uh, Danik Lassard was supposed to come back. I haven't seen him yet though. He was supposed to come back for the Marquise. Um, but I haven't seen Lassard yet. And then who else was, was, did somebody else come back? I thought somebody else did, but maybe that was it. I think it was, I think it was just Lassard and, uh, McMorrow, but either way they came back out of retirement, but yeah, the LNH, uh, like I said, if you haven't watched it, definitely go check that out. They're fucking wild. Um, so let me see, let me see the lovely 
topics we have here. If that was if that was the last of them or not. Either way, you know, fuck. Let me go back here and see if I have any questions. I don't know, my dumbass. Um, fuck's sake, bro. <laughs> Hope someone finds the fucking <laughs> dirt on Bruce Cassidy so the Bruins will can him. That's kind of funny. Um, let's see here. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, fuck. Good, good shit, James. Yeah, the fucking Tetford. They just signed uh, old Donald Brashear. And, uh, fuck, I could start a whole new topic now. Jesus Christ. All right, James, you just fucking extended the podcast for another 20 minutes, probably. Um, no, but old Donald Brashear, yeah, he just signed with Tetford. I don't know if he's actually, uh, I don't know if he's played a game yet or not. Um, I didn't get to see the last, um, because uh, they just played on Friday. They play Fridays and Saturdays, I think. Uh, I always catch the Friday games. Typically, I miss the Saturday ones. But I didn't get to see any of it on Friday. Um, but, yeah, they just signed Donald Brashear, so... There was nothing about Donald Brashear, man. Uh, here's the thing: I'm not a, I'm not the biggest Donald Brashear fan by any means. I actually, I he's probably one of my least favorite fighters of all time. With that being said, I still respect the shit out of him, and I really hope nothing but the best for him. And I'm actually really excited to see him in the LNH, uh, see what he does. Uh, you know, hopefully he can kind of rebound himself and see because I know he was getting way too much flack, in my opinion, for the whole uh, Tim Hortons thing with Donald Brashear. And I know, I know a lot of guys, some fighters don't like him. Uh, some guys don't mind him at all. But me looking at as a fan, did I like Brashear as a fighter? No, but do I still respect him? Yes. So I hope nothing but the best for him. And hopefully when he, uh, if he does return with Ted Ford like, uh, like they showed when he signed, um, hopefully he fucking, he does well. You know, I don't know if he's going to try to, he might fight a little bit. He might even try to, you know, play and kind of hopefully put up some points because i mean brashear was actually he was still a good fucking player um thank you thank you ben for clearing that up no he hasn't played a game yet so thanks ben for that um but yeah so you know brashear was actually he was he was still a good player he gets looked at that's another thing a lot of these guys that people shit on oh he's a goon he's a duster blah 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 you know a lot of these guys are actually really good fucking hockey players they just get pigeonholed into that role of enforcer fighter to where they can't really shine, like, you know, Chris Dingman was one of those guys in the Lightning, he put up a fuck ton of points back in juniors, a lot of these guys will put up a lot of points in juniors and shit like that, but then once they get pigeonholed into that role, they're not allowed to kind of shine quite as much, um, let's see, James, oh, Bradley, yo, I don't know, maybe, fuck, Brad, I've been trying to, I gotta get Brad Lambert on the podcast, um, <clears throat> fuck, I can't tell if Brad's still watching or not, but he's one of the guys I have in the, uh, in the chamber for the, uh, the LNH special, so hopefully he's still down to come on. You know, Brad, if you're if you're watching right now, I'd love to get you to come on to the podcast. I think it'd be I think it'd be great. You know, Renard had nothing but fucking great things to say about you when I had him on. And for those out there listening, go back and check that episode out. It's the very first player guest I ever had was old Jason Renard, and he um he was an absolute beauty. We journeyed through his career, and he talked about uh, old Brad one punch Lambert in the LNH and. Um, I'm trying to think. No, Brad wasn't part of that brawl, but I know Renard and Mayrand were. Maybe he was. Fuck, I, I can't remember. But if anyone out there wants to see a crazy ass LNH video, go look up. That's the uh, Sorel Tracy mission versus the Tetford Mines Pro Lab, and just look up that brawl. And it's it's fucking wild, man. Um, I have no clue what the commentators are saying because, like, again, my French is terrible. I don't speak French, but he's the most excited bastard. And um, I'm not going to say what it, if there was or wasn't, but uh, there may or may not have been some some money incentive thrown into the uh, the floor of the locker room between periods to uh, maybe get a little something going. But because <laughs> uh, I believe if I remember right, it was the playoffs. But yeah, definitely go check out that brawl. That brawl was fucking insane. 
that's actually part of that. I actually have, let's see, Brad Lambert's fight. One of his fights is in the intro I have for the LNH. And then uh, that part of that, uh, the audio from that brawl is still in there too. So, you know, it's, um, again, it's coming. I don't know how, I don't know how quick it's going to get here. Unfortunately, uh, like I said, it's a lot of timing on my part and I have to, you know, reach out to guys and see if schedules will align. And I'm trying to get at least, um, trying to get, I think two fans on and then three players for the, uh, LNH interview or excuse me, LNH special. So hopefully I can actually ever uh, end up getting everybody on and, you know, um, lining everything up here and some good LNH stories. Cause that's a, it's a really misunderstood league. I think, you know, I know what the league is and a lot of the players did, but you know, it's at the same time, the guys who were in the league, you know, fighting and the LNH get shit on all oh, because it's the LNH. But if he was doing the same thing in the ECHL, it'd be fine. You know, that's where, excuse me, that's where it's kind of stupid to, you know, shit on a dude for doing it just cause it's in a league that you don't like, you know, but you know, um, if anybody has any more questions, I think we'll wrap it up here. We're almost running on 30 minutes, and, you know, I don't want to fucking bore everybody too much, and this was kind of just a filler episode because, like I said, I don't uh, didn't have a guest this week, unfortunately, so I ran out of ran out of time, like I said, um, with everything with my sister uh, giving birth, so I became an uncle over the weekend and, you know, shit like that. Um, so, again, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get a, get a guest on. I was supposed to have Luke Phillips on, but kind of, um, again – mistiming issue on my part and then uh, some bad shit happened on his part so we'll get him we'll get it going though make sure fucking luke definitely wants to come on so i think it'll be a good time and then i got a couple other guys hopefully coming on uh some big name guys coming up uh, later in the week so hopefully i can get those interviewed done and you know as soon as i get them done i'll be able to post about it everything like that but you know if anybody doesn't have any questions here um i think we'll go ahead and wrap it up there this is kind of fun doing this maybe i should do this again you know the little live um live podcasting i gotta figure out how to do it if i have a guest on i think that'd be a lot of fun to have like you know uh player players answering fan questions everything like that from people who have joined in here and um oh excuse me what what i think was worse bullery's cross-checking kessler in the mouth or bertuzzi and more um sorry to get off topic now but adam you asked a good question here um what did i think was worse um Probably the Buller Reese cross-checking Kessler in the mouth, if I had to, if I had to pick one. And the reason I say that is because in all reality, the Bertuzzi and Moore incident never should have happened. If literally that entire incident could have been avoided if Steve Moore would have just dropped the gloves. And you know, I'm not saying that you know he was right or wrong, but I'm you know if he really would have just because Bertuzzi told him what he was going to do, he was chasing him around the ice up and down for the, you know 30 seconds, telling Steve Moore exactly what was going to happen. So. I, I think if Steve Moore dropped to the gloves, um, that injury probably doesn't happen. At the same time, you know, it's really easy for me to sit there and say that as my fat ass drinks soda and sits in a fucking computer chair. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm going to go with the uh, Bullery's cross-checking Kessler in the mouth probably over the Steve Steve Moore and Todd Bertuzzi thing. Uh, it's unfortunate what happened to Moore, but again, I think if he really would have just turned around, dropped the gloves with Bertuzzi, and just seatbelted him, that entire situation could have been avoided, um, and it would have been water under the bridge at that point. I think I, I think he fought twice that game, if I remember right, or maybe fought once or twice. Um, but yeah, that, I think I really think that could have been avoided had you know Steve Moore gone over and actually just seatbelted Bertuzzi. But again, like I said, easier said than done when I'm sitting my fat ass down here in this chair. Um, but yeah, so like I said, I'm going to have a couple more guests on, uh, hopefully this week. 
uh, having a former NHL, actually two former NHLers now that I think about it. Uh, I think one of them will be the first like NHL regular because I've had guys on here who've played in the NHL, but you know it's kind of just a quick stint, which is you know fuck more than I'll ever do in my lifetime. I'm not knocking that at all, but I think it'll be fun to get some NHLers' perspectives in here from the actual uh, you know the big league itself. So love to see how that goes, and if nobody has any more questions, uh, you know fuck we'll probably wrap it up in about a minute or so. Um, but like I said, like I was saying before, you know, this was kind of fun doing this live shit. I've never done it before. So hopefully everything sounds okay. Um, I've been doing audio tests with the podcast because, uh, I go back and I listen and I don't really listen to my full episodes at all. I just listen to audio to see how it sounds. It seems like it's low. And the reason being for that is like the little sound bar meter or whatever you want to call it that I have. It's, it's at like different levels when I do interviews. And then when I do, I'll have it at the same level as an interview as I do when I just record myself, and then somehow it ends up lower. I don't know how it happens, but it does, unfortunately. Um, so I think I, I think I was able to fix that this time around, and you know, hopefully, I think it's actually recording from the mic and not the uh, the computer microphone. I think it's actually recording from this thing I have in front of my face. Um, but yeah, so I, I think I'll, you know, I'll, if I can, I'm going to try to figure out a way to um, get a player on, you know, and try to Skype Skype the player. And hopefully get like a live interview going for Facebook, you know, so you, the fans, can ask questions to the players. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, I'm not going to say who the next players are coming on because I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, expose it or, you know, not fulfill some promises or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun. So if, um, I'll definitely try to check that out. Uh, I'll probably do a test call with like one of my buddies and see if I can figure out how to, you know, get it on here. But, um, yeah, so I think that'll do it. You know, we'll wrap it up. We're running on 37 minutes here. I got to edit this out, and then we'll put it out for tomorrow. Um, and again, I apologize for not having any guests on, but you know, thanks to everybody for tuned in here. This was actually a lot of fun doing this. And of course, my dumbass didn't start scrolling down through questions until about three quarters of the way through, like a fucking moron. But, <laughs> um, anyways, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for tuning into the Five for Fighting podcast for episode 14 with live in the Best Enforcers and Hockey Fights Facebook group. Um, and if you're not in that yet, you know, cause again, I'm releasing this on all the platforms. Uh, if you're not in, check it out on Facebook. You can join me. I have a lot of former players and great, awesome fans in here. Uh, who just appreciate the tough guys and the enforcer role. Uh, you can definitely go follow the podcast on five for fighting pod. Uh, it's on Twitter and then also five for fighting pod on Instagram and the, uh, I say official as if there's another fucking imitator out there. Um, <laughs> but no, the Facebook, the Facebook page as well. So go over, give that a like everything that's, uh, everything coming out is all updated. So whether you're on Instagram or Facebook, more everything's on there. But anyways, nonetheless, you know, hope you guys enjoyed this live episode. You know, I'd like, again, I'd like to do it more. So uh, quick, quick thing real quick. Uh, just go check out Fourth Line Voice, Get the Gate Podcast, and William Over at the Biscuit. Those are my my three my three head honchos in the podcast. We're all just little guys, and, you know, we need all we can get. So, you know, thanks again, guys. So we'll end it there and. uh Hope you all have a good night. I'll Turn be posting the the some more fights tonight. So, hope you enjoyed. The party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The party's over. And tomorrow starts the same old thing again.